1: You are locked on Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Your team. Every, day. Every, day. Every, day. every
0: day. All right, everyone. We welcome you aboard to another edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number two sixteen of said Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for downloading, thanks for sharing, and being a part of uh, what, whatever we're trying to build here, uh, which is something good, right? Something good for your Redskins content and a way for you to kind of interact uh, with your favorite football team. All right, so here we are. We've just completed the third round of the NFL Draft. Uh, it is a late Friday night on the East Coast. Episode number 216 on Friday morning, which was all about Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat, the first, the two first-round picks. But now the Redskins, without a second-round pick and with two third-round picks, uh, they stayed pat in the second round. They did not do anything. And in the third round, they ultimately traded one of their two third-round picks, the compensatory pick, number 97 overall, uh, 96 overall, I should say, Two, the Buffalo Bills in a trade that yields them two fourth-round picks. And you might say, well, why did they do that? Well, because they didn't have a fourth-round pick because they surrendered their fourth-round pick in a trade that ultimately goes down as a bust for ha-ha Clinton Dix. Then with the Green Bay Packers at the trade deadline, now... With the Chicago Bears. So the Redskins pick up two fourth-round picks in exchange for that compensatory pick selection. The top top compensatory pick. It was the 33rd pick of the third round. They traded to Buffalo. So, the Redskins get, again, two fourth round picks or two fourth round picks in exchange. So, they have two fourths, two fifths, one sixth, and two seventh round picks uh, as they move back from number 96 uh, overall in this particular draft. So, let's take through what um, ultimately happened with their first third round pick. And they selected one of the receivers that certainly. I think they've had an interest in and I think uh, they've had um, more than a passing interest in and somebody that they valued for more than just as a receiver. And it's Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Certainly they had met with other wide receivers like his Ohio State teammate, uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, Certainly they had met with Hakeem Butler and I thought, well, maybe they would take Hakeem Butler from uh, Iowa State. Uh, at that particular spot in the third round as he kind of fell down the draft board. A lot of people out on him, as a matter of fact. As of the end of the third round, he had still not gone uh, to any team. So uh, clearly a guy like Hakeem Butler is going to have a lot to prove, and the NFL basically out on him. And with Andy Isabella, a guy that I really liked from UMass off the board, Uh, basically the Redskins were kind of looking at, okay, who do we add not only at wide receiver, but who do we add that can help us in terms of special teams? Well, that's Terry McLaurin. That was the one thing that you heard right from the get-go, right early on with Terry McLaurin through the senior bowl process and through the off-season process and the combine process was this guy is really, 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 really good on special teams. Now, you know... There seems to be, uh, I guess, some. the jury is out on him as a wide receiver, right? Um, But here's what I know. He more than doubled his production in yards per catch and in touchdowns over his last three years and his three full seasons in Columbus. So if you look at a guy at a major program who doesn't always become the number one guy, whether it's because of him or whether it's because of the system, and I think it's more the system. If you're looking for a guy that has steadily improved as he's practiced more and played against better competition and got more comfortable and got more coaching and built up his body – an argument a strong argument could be made for the dude that the redskins just picked in the third round again with the one pick that they actually kept again Terry McLaurin from Ohio State He's 6 foot 205 runs a 446 right around that might be a 447 um look he was projected to be a later round pick 5th 6th round Some people didn't even have him rated among the top 25 receivers uh, in the draft. And I'm going to be honest with you. I could be overrating him, but here's what I value. I value a baller on special teams. I I value a guy who can fly down the field and pin teams in inside their 10 on punt returns, inside their 20 on kick returns. Now, I would love if... Terry McLaurin could contribute somehow, some way as a kick returner or as a punt returner. He doesn't have any college statistics to suggest that he does that unless i missed something there i don't think that's part of his game but that doesn't mean he can't he can't be asked to do one of those roles or at least practice or at least be part of the rotation in case they need somebody and the redskins have struggled forever and ever and ever as at both punt returner and kick returner so i would be willing to guess that Terry McLaurin probably is going to be asked to be as part of that rotation when we get to Richmond and training camp and maybe even the preseason. But as a receiver, Terry McLaurin played in six games in his freshman year, 2015, made no statistical impact at all. No catches, no yards, no nothing. In 2016... He played in 13 games, but only had 11 catches for 114 yards, a 10-4 average, two touchdowns. Clearly starting to make a little bit of an impact, but way, 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 way below, ideally what you would want. In 2017, his junior year, he played in 13 games, 29 catches, 436 yards, and had a 15.0-yard per catch average, along with six touchdowns. So he tripled his touchdown output. He du- he didn't double yet his yard per catch output, but he increased it by more than 50%. And again, he more than doubled and almost tripled his catches and his receiving yards. So you see a nice, steady progress. And that's 2017. In 2018, in 12 games... In 12 games, Terry McLaurin had 35 catches, so he went from 11 to 29 to 35. He had 701 receiving yards, so he went from 114 to 436 to 701. That's a nice, steady jump. Yards per catch, he had a yards per catch average of 20.0. So he went from 10.4 to 15.0 to 20.0. Zero in yards per catch. And he had 11 touchdowns, which meant his touchdown total year over year over year went from two to six to 11. So here's what I know. And I don't know much. Terry McLaurin doesn't have ideal size that I would like at six foot two oh five, but sometimes guys play bigger than their listed size. Pierre Garcon always did that. I, he was listed at six foot two twelve, and he always, to me, played like he was 225", six two, six two somewhere in that range. I think Terry McLaurin can play inside. I think Terry McLaurin can play outside. I think he's versatile enough as a receiver. Clearly. He's already got a natural chemistry and a natural cohesion rhythm with the Redskins' first-round pick, number 15 overall. Yeah, you might have heard of this name, Dwayne Haskins, who, oh, by the way, happened to play at Ohio State. So you have that element of it, right? And then you have Ryan Day, who's the new head coach at Ohio State, and the relationship that he had, that he talked about on NFL Network on Friday morning in an interview that I saw with Kevin O'Connell, the Redskins' new offensive coordinator, who's been a part of this Redskins staff. So, you know, how much intelligence, real intelligence, credible information did those two share in the pro day visit and in subsequent follow-ups as the Redskins were zeroing in on Terry McLaurin? And you would think... That a coach certainly has a lot to gain by spreading the wealth of his guys, right? Of course. But NFL teams are not going to necessarily fall for that when they don't buy into it as well. They're more looking for confirmation and extra little nuggets and layers. It's not like they hated Terry McLaurin, and the new head coach at Ohio State convinced them to take No, that's not the case. It's a matter of, hey, we really like this guy. We like his skill set as both a receiver and a special teams guy. What can you tell us more about him that we didn't find out in the process? You see him every day. Uh, and... That's what this process is. And if you know that you have a pre existing relationship with a coach that saw him every day in practice, saw him every day in the football building, saw him on the road, saw him at home, saw him interact with his teammates, saw him develop and grow as a man, as a football player on special teams, all of that then you should use that information and you should acquire that information and you should feel pretty good about that information if it's good information, which I'd have to imagine it is. So I think that's a part of this selection as well. And clearly the Redskins have doubled down now on Ohio State Buckeye football players. Clearly that seems to be their new infatuation. It used to be SMU under Mike Shanahan. Now... It's become Alabama, and now we're starting a trend, Ohio State in the mix, with two out of their first three picks out of the Ohio State University. When we come back, we will give you some more on Terry McLaren because, again, he was the Redskins' only pick of the second and third round. As well, we'll look ahead to the rest of the draft and what the Redskins could be looking at. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Good to have you with us as the Redskins have now made it through three rounds of the NFL draft. This is episode number 217. I am your host, Chris Russell of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Don't forget to always check at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, and at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL team news coverage, and at Locked Redskins for all of your Redskins coverage and a little spice of the NFL. Let's give you some more numbers. Terry McLaurin. And quite honestly, again, the the reviews are mixed. Uh, I'll just say that. A couple of things that I wanted to point out, not that this is always an indicator, right? Uh, I have the Pro Football Weekly NFL Draft Guide. Terry McLaurin is their 22nd-ranked wide receiver. They point out, very durable, never missed a college game because of injury, good wide receiver size. Eh, I don't know about that. Quick release and works through a jam. Uh, Though he is not a top route runner, McLaurin gained separation coming out of cuts. Very strong special teams cover guy, as we talked about, effective blocker. That's another point that I think gets lost here. My buddy Pete Medhurst, uh, who is part of 106.7, the fans' draft coverage, and also the play-by-play voice of the Navy, um, he pointed out, and he also does a college football podcast, uh, that Terry McLaurin, very, very good as a run blocker. And that's something that numbers and measurables are not going to show you. That's all heart toughness, will, and the Redskins ask for that quite honestly a lot. It's very important, especially on what is expected to be a run-strong team. It is very, very important. Now, the negatives on Terry McLaren, according to Pro Football Weekly, for whatever it's worth, just reading this out to you, just so you know, he lacks natural hands, has too many catches within the confines of his body, lacks a large receiving radius, inconsistent route, route runner, a third or fourth receiving option for Ohio State. Yet, he had 11 touchdowns uh, and a 20.0 yards Catch average. Uh, they say McLaurin has size, speed, toughness, and athleticism, but he is a very average receiver. What he does well is play on special teams, excellent cover guy on punts and kickoffs, which is why he'll make a club. He's raw as a receiver, but probably can be a WR4, meaning wide receiver 4, or a wide receiver 5 as a rookie, because he'll be a core special teams player, needs to clearly improve in a lot of functions as a wide receiver. And that's fine. Maybe the Redskins overtook him a little bit in the middle of the third round. Uh, Maybe they value special—I know they value special teams and versatility more than other teams. Let's give you a couple of numbers from profootballfocus.com and their annual draft guide. In terms of yards per route run— uh, that was 2.19. That ranked 52nd in the wide receiver class. A 5.4 percent drop rate. That ranked 58th in the drop class and the draft class. A deep pass reception uh, mark where he had 10 of those, uh, which was 20 plus yards uh, in the air. 10. Deep pass receptions that ranked 25th in the class, deep pass yards, 353 uh, in 2018 uh, of his 701. So that's about half, just over half. That ranked 32 in deep pass yards in the wide receiver group. Deep pass catch rate, a uh, 71.4% ratio. That is third in college football in this wide receiver class. Slot receptions, six. That ranked 107th. Slot yards, 81. That ranked 111th in this class. So, again, not much production uh, from the slot. 31 and a half inch arms, 9 one8 inch hands. Not bad there. Some quarterbacks, including Drew Locke, are smaller. 18 on the bench press, 10-yard split of 151 and a 40-yard dash of 4.35. Five. So how about that? Vertical jump of 37.5, broad jump of 125.0, oh, a three-cone drill of 7.01, and a 20-yard shuttle of 4.15. That all according to profootballfocus.com and their NFL Draft Guide. All right, when we come back, we will give you... Kind of what's ahead will give to you the numbers on the Redskins in terms of the fourth round picks and what they have still remaining on Saturday and who they could be looking at. Certainly some position areas of need uh, and some players still out on the board. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast.
1: I'm your host, Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: We're back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So the Redskins have the 10th overall pick of the fourth round of Saturday's fourth round. Uh, Depending on, of course, when you're listening, they may have already made that pick. But the 10th overall pick of the fourth round after the trade to dump out of that top compensatory selection and number 96 overall with the Buffalo Bills. They pick up two fourth rounders. Again, they did not have a fourth rounder because their original fourth rounder was spun to Green Bay who then spun it to Seattle through New England or Seattle and then on to New England so actually New England holds the Redskins original pick midway through the round 16th overall the Redskins actually have the 10th pick in the round so they actually net net I guess improve in that particular area Uh, and the Redskins also have the 29th overall pick uh, in the 4th round that pick routed from Kansas City to Buffalo and on to Washington so the 10th and 29th pick of the fourth rounds again when the Redskins coming into the draft and until Friday night on the clock did not have a single fourth round pick so they give up two one of their two third round picks and get a and and get two fourth round picks and again they had none so ultimately a net net of one additional pick in the fifth round the Washington Redskins have one, uh, have two more picks uh, in the fifth round. They will pick uh, number 15 overall behind the Atlanta Falcons, kind of the same uh, positional order as the first round because now the tiebreaker teams kind of go – back and rearranged from the way they were in the first round. So they have the 15th overall pick in the fifth round of the NFL draft. And then the final pick, a compensatory selection, number 35 overall in the fifth round. Once again, behind Atlanta, behind the giants, uh, all compensatory picks. So they have the 15th pick and the 35th pick in the first round of Saturday's uh, in the fifth round, rather of Saturday's draft. Now in the sixth round, The Redskins gave up their original sixth round pick as part of the Adonis Alexander supplemental draft selection. So that pick would have ultimately been number 14. Now there is no number 14 because, again, the pick just disappears. They used it on the supplemental pick for Adonis Alexander, the corner from Virginia Tech last year. So. The Redskins only have, in the sixth round, a compensatory selection. And that is number 34 overall. So, again, in the fifth round, they'll have the 15th and the 35th pick, or the last pick of the round, and then they'll go another 33 picks before they're on the clock again with the 34th overall pick in the sixth round for their lone, at least as of right now, sixth round selection. Meanwhile, in the seventh round and the final round, Of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Redskins have two more selections. So we'll take you through that. The Redskins will pick number 13th overall in the seventh round, 13th overall after the Green Bay Packers, before the Buffalo Bills as it stands right now as we record this after the third round and before the fourth round starts. And the Redskins will have the second-to-last pick, not Mr. Irrelevant like they did last year with Trey Quinn, and certainly that worked out at least decently enough. They have the 39th overall pick in the seventh round, again, the second-to-last pick of the 2019 NFL draft, uh, and that's kind of how that's looking. Now, in terms of some positional needs, clearly on defense, The Redskins could use an inside linebacker, a safety, and a corner. Those are the top three needs for sure. Uh, You know, I would say corner's probably a bigger need than maybe they would argue, Uh, but it's okay. Reasonable minds uh, can kind of disagree on that. Um, In terms of, like, inside linebackers, that the Redskins could potentially go after. Because remember, they tried to go after C.J. Mosley, and they tried to bring him home uh, and sign him to a big contract. Uh, There really isn't a whole lot left. According to my NFL.com chart, really only Juwan Young uh, from Marshall uh, is available as a true inside linebacker. So the market really thin uh, there. In terms of uh, safeties, um, you know, the Redskins could go – uh, in this respect, as we kind of look through uh, the draft process, Chauncey Gardner from Florida is still available as we start the uh, fourth round. As well, Amani Hooker from Iowa. Some people have a thought on him. Here's a name to kind of keep an eye on. I uh, talked about this during my draft show with our, uh, with Craig Hoffman, who, of course, covers the Redskins, Deontay Thompson, the Alabama safety. Again, I know they've talked to him. I know they've shown a lot of interest in him. They went down for that second pro day uh, that we told you about. Uh, Deontay Thompson could be a guy that the Redskins take a flyer on again in the fifth round uh, maybe even the fourth round one of their two picks uh, just because again their affinity for Alabama and they still need uh, a safety quickly let's go over uh, to they could look at you know quite honestly wide receiver again Uh, why wouldn't they right I mean just because they took Terry McLaurin It doesn't mean that they have enough at the wide receiver position. So you would immediately go uh, right to the board and see that Hakeem Butler, at least as of the fourth round, is still there. Hakeem Butler, great size. They met with him. They supposedly liked him. Certainly, if he's somehow there for the Redskins with the first of their two fourth-round picks, that could certainly be a guy. Riley Ridley, Calvin Ridley's brother uh, from Georgia, is still out there again as we start uh, the fourth round. Just some names to kind of provide you some perspective on who you might be hearing. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State. I think we've mentioned him uh, on the podcast before and recently. Uh, Unfortunately, Andy Isabella, gone off the the board uh, he was one of my favorites so there's just some options for you that the Redskins could be looking at again by the time you listen to this I'm sure they've made you know some of you will they will have made their picks uh, and they will have done their thing and some of these guys will be off the board but all we can do is tell you what we know as of right now entering the final day of the draft rounds four uh, through Seven. All right, that is going to do it for us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. Have a great rest of the weekend. We'll provide as much more fresh content as we possibly can. We still have a lot to do on Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat. We'll tell you what one of his uh what a former coach of his had to say about Montez Sweat and more throughout the weekend,
1: right here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild